Hi everybody, welcome to the I Heart Recovery Land podcast. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the idea of changing careers uh, because, well, you know, I don't know if you, well, I don't know who's listening, but I I feel like, you know, I just kind of popped out of nowhere, you know, after I was sick, I got sick, you know, and after a couple of years, um, I finally got my daddy to agree to let me write in public, so I had that start a blog and stuff, started writing books for publishing. Um, P.S. My poor father tried to take it back the next week, and then like, I was like, um, Daddy, I published it already. Like, that's not how the internet works. If it's out there, it's out there. <laughs> my poor father, love him. Anyway, so... Um, prior to this, however, prior prior to uh, my injury, I did in fact have a career and um, an entire life, and you know, it was uh, let's say it was an independent and um, happy and very comfortable sort of existence. Yeah. So I, my first job out of undergrad, I well, I was an English major, and uh, I went to Georgetown University. And I was an English major, and um, so I decided, you know, I wanted to, so I took a job at a corporate real estate company um, as um, an assistant, um, and one of the people I, I supported at that time was um, the man in charge of, like, the whole area and, like, lots of, you know, every, uh, you know, department. Anyway, so... Eventually, I came to support only him, and then eventually it grew into this whole operations manager role, which I never really understood what I was doing because I was going on instinct, and I realized I needed, like, you know, more um, tools to um, to understand how to do this. So I went back to school. Um, the way that happened, actually, was um, I set a special dinner with my daddy, and before I tell you about that dinner with my dad, let me set the scene by saying that for a while my father had been lobbying for me to go back to school, specifically to business school, because he's a lawyer and he was kind of over that, so he wanted one of us to go get an MBA. So I was like the likeliest candidate, and he communicated this to me by literally saying, sweetie, maybe you should go back to school and get some real skills. <laughs> I am so serious. He said that to me. That's a direct quote. And uh, he's pretty much the only person on the planet who can get away with saying that to me. So at that dinner, I specifically said to him, hey, daddy, I do not want to go to business school. 45 minutes later, I was like, okay, you're right, daddy. I should probably just take the GMAT and apply because the man is extremely convincing. Um, he is he's a lawyer and um he is kind of crazy like he he has two graduate degrees from Harvard um, uh, that he earned on a Fulbright but the thing is like when as i've recovered people have obviously no idea the kind of professional background he has so he uses that to his advantage. He kind of just exists in the background and um, gathers information. Like, his covert skills are honed. I mean, he might look like he's not paying attention, but what he's actually doing is gathering data on you to use against you in the future. 
I know this because he does that to me all the time. <laughs> anyway, so um, P.S. Side note, like, yeah, you should be worried about my father, but the person you should really be worried about is mommy. But that's another story for another podcast. Anyway, so here's an example of one time that he um, did this. So I was getting ready with mommy to go to an event. It was at the chapel. It was like a baby shower or something. And at that time, I was fully vegan. And so, like, I am, um, I looked at him just to make sure, like, he wasn't paying attention. He was eating his oatmeal for breakfast. And I was like, oh, I'm safe. So, like, I had my little lunch bag. It's a cute little plaid thing that I borrowed from mommy. So, like, I was packing my lunch bag with, like, vegan items. I think there was, like, a veggie wrap with hummus. It was really good. You know, like, a banana, this and that. And then, um... So, you know, I thought it was good. I was going my, my merry way. And so then later, like, he is frying his egg for his breakfast. And he's, like, saying goodbye to us. He's like, bye, sweetie. Have a good time. And then he's like, he just can't, he can't contain himself. So he's like, bye, sweetie. Have a good day. Eat something. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. He was like, he's like, I see you squirreling food away in that bag. I was like, um, daddy. <laughs> I thought, I'm like, he was clearly looking, like, in another direction. He was looking into his bowl of oatmeal. But no, no, he was totally watching me and observing the things I was and was not eating. So, yeah, anyway. I loved being vegan, by the way. I'm not vegan anymore. Um, maybe I'll, I'll, like, I'll tell you the, the funny things about being vegan either. Like, I mean, I loved it in terms of, like, um... Like, my body felt better, especially, you know, I think my digestion was weaker when I did this. And nobody told me to be vegan. I just did. Um, so, so you know, I met trainer David when I was still, like, in, like, full vegan swing. And um, it was, like, driving him nuts. Like, um, well, you know, Smurfette, his wife, Jessica, is my dad, dietitian. And so, like, <laughs> one day we had this, we were hotly debating the amino acid profile of hemp seeds. And so then finally, David decides to pull the trigger and, like, ask Jessica to do a short phone consultation with me. Or not phone, email consultation. So he goes home. Jessica told me the story. And, like, she imitated his voice. It was so funny. And so he goes, hey, Jess, remember my client with AVM? I think she's vegan. Like, he used, like, the sad voice, the same voice he used to tell me. That day, he was like, I think you're becoming quad-dominant. It's like this, It's like the voice you'd use, like, to tell somebody, you know, you have two heads. I'm sorry to inform you of this, but, yeah. Because in David's world, like, this is a very bad thing. Like, it was driving him nuts. And let me just say again, I loved being vegan, but at this point... Um, nutritionally and uh, in terms of my recovery, I am not able to take in the amount of calories I need to remain vegan and healthy at the same time. Not that I'm healthy right now, but it's a, you know, work in progress. So I do need to consume some animal products. Anyway, back to the career changing. So I used to be in corporate real estate. I got an MBA. And um, then I started, I got a job at Intel um, in their operations finance department. And um, I loved it. 
I really did. I mean, like, my brother was like, you're a spreadsheet jockey, <laughs> which I totally was. But I mean, like, yesterday I made a pivot table for my amazing shopping list. Like, I'm planning food for when, like, my family comes and everything, like, because I'm going to help with the cooking. I have not made a pivot table in a really long time, and I was so thrilled that, like, you know, I knew how to do this. I was like, you know. This, this feels familiar and fantastic. So, yeah, it's super nerdy, but what are you going to do? Anyway, so we learned in business school a lot about career changing. Like, you go from one thing to another, and it totally works. Like, yeah, you have to work at it, but, like, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Like, if you are struggling with, oh, I've done X, Y, Z for a million years or you know, I've been really involved in this in this um this profession and then you wanna change. Like it like it can totally happen. I mean I went from real estate to finance and by the way when I told um a friend named Mike and he and his lovely wife Sophia came to visit me and he's like, So what do you do at Intel? And I told him I was in finance. That man he laughed for like a five straight minutes. I mean, like, he laughed way longer than was polite, <laughs> but it was hysterical. I guess he was getting back at me because I totally laughed so hard when he told me that he was becoming a doctor. <laughs> I was like, for real? Because we've known each other since kindergarten. But, like, I had actually no trouble at all believing that his wife was a doctor, too. Anyway, so, yeah, I was in finance. It was a big change, but now, like, this is the biggest change of them all, the fact that I pursue recovery full-time. And um, what I really do now is that I um, market Christ-driven recovery for public consumption. And let's face it, you know, the fact that I uh, use the name of Jesus Christ is a uh, controversial and uh, sometimes not welcome fact, but you know, like, the proof's in the pudding. It kind of, you know, like, uh, the fact that I'm not completely crazy right now means something. And, yeah, like, the amount of craziness that I do have, it was totally there before I got sick, too. <laughs> so the the difference is is that I'm more fun now because I don't have, like, more my social filters compromised. So I really am more fun now. True story. Ask around. Um. Anyway, so in terms of career changing, like in my regular job, like I went to business school and uh, yeah, I got a degree to kind of facilitate that change into finance. But the way I career changed this time, like I cannot even uh, claim that I was not prepared for this injury because I was like the year before I got sick, um, God really prepared me for this current role, which I know it's horrifying for me to say that out loud, but it's true because, I mean, God knew that if he kept me cognitively intact and allowed me to decide uh, whether or not I still, you know, whether or not I think the gospel is true, another way to say that is whether or not, you know, I think you know, believe who Jesus Christ is, who he says he is, even though something bad happened to me. Like, God knew that if he allowed me to be cognitively intact and to decide whether or not, you know, this would be 
an okay thing for me to believe, even though I got sick, he knew that he would have a very well-equipped and very verbal spokesperson on his hands because he spent the first 30 years of my life through education and professional training to make sure I knew how to communicate um, verbally and in writing and um, a bunch of other stuff I can't think of right now. Oh, yeah, I just thought of it. So, yeah, obviously the year before I got sick, you know, I wanted to become a missionary. And uh, it would tr that was truly the, the most wonderful and it was the happiest year of my life and I actually wrote it wrote about this I think it was in the, in the last chapter of Coach Randy's book Life is My Sport and you know that that year was actually 18 months that, that I you know moved away from home and I was independent in my own apartment in um, Oregon I really concentrated on um the disciplines of prayer and fasting and discerning the will of God and really uh, being in the word of God. And, you know, like it's, it sounds a lot more regimented than it really was because what it was for me, it was just a complete joy. I was just so happy because I was like, wow, he chose me for this work. And I thought that it was the work in Africa, but it was something actually much bigger. So at the time that I got sick, I was really, um, I would say extremely spiritually and I was physically robust. I was really strong. And that was by design. That's my theory. Um, I think, you know, God did that on purpose so that I had a lot of practice kind of in using my um, spiritual muscles, so that a lot of this stuff was really just a reflex when it came, when it, you know, like a lot of stuff you have to regain um, very, you know, very, you have to have a plan for regaining it. Some of it comes back because you just know, like you, your body remembers. Like um, the first time I put contacts in, like I just remembered, and you know, I, I could put earrings in even though I'm very motor impaired, on, especially in the, with the left hand. I could put them in without a mirror just because I knew how to do that. You know, same thing with a lot of these spiritual habits that I had really um, been intentional about building. So I'm so thankful for that. The last thing I wanted to tell you was if you want more detail on that decision I made to like keep on believing what I had been believing before I got sick, just Google Ann Tan Decision Day or go to iheartrecoveryland.com and click on the Decision Day tab.